everyone, this is the 21st episode of the Pedal Podcast and this week has been really special for me because I had Pablo Garcia of El Cuatro Set with me. El Cuatro Set is um, one of the main, if not the main, content creating sites of Pedal and Pablo is an, <laughs> I mean, if there's a word for pedal enthusiast he is the pedal enthusiast of the pedal enthusiasts and um he is uh, he has been so much fun um he's uh, he's he's a he's a great great character um he is in the heart of battle in spain and uh he's um he has been commentating the wpt he has been a pundit on it um, he's doing everything paddle. He knows the players. He knows the brands. He knows everything about paddle because he just said, and do excuse my French, but he just said that he absolutely fucking loves paddle. So please have a listen. It was a special episode. So um, it will be something which I will cherish for a long time and at least as long as I will have the pedal podcast with me because uh, this was a really special moment for me to have him on the show. He doesn't look or sound like he um, he thinks uh, some some really highly of himself or that sort of thing, but trust me, he's just an unbelievable human being. So please have a listen and let us know how you like that. Do follow L4Set on Instagram. And if you could uh, just leave a comment anywhere, you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, yeah, just please do. Hello, everyone. Um, this is really special for me. I've got Pablo Garcia with me um, from El Cuatro Set. And this is the 21st episode of the Pedal Podcast. And I'm, and I'm just like uh, all over the place because basically what it is, uh, Pablo asked me a couple of times to rearrange and now we are finally here. But I said to him that, look, I'm I'm in absolute awe of what he is doing in the Aquatra Set Instagram page and everyone should check it out. So do check him out on Instagram because he is he is the number one um, content creator in Paddle. And I've got him with me here today. So, uh, yeah, welcome. How are you doing, Pablo? Hola, Denis. How are you? Uh, first of all, thank you for having me. It's my pleasure to be here, like to express some ideas or whatever you are going to ask me. But let's try to do it like uh, not just talking like I, I don't want to just talk. Uh, I want you to talk as well. So let's do more a chat than an interview. It will be nice. But anyways, the floor is yours. So you decide. So yeah, before before we get into it, because I, um, you know how how I do it is that I I do express my my opinion. So um, right. I'm a really opinionated person, and and I do like to reflect on what people are saying. I think it's a lot better to have a a, a really good conversation than to to just say uh, yeah, just just you know talk uh, for like forty minutes. Because I think it's just better if if you actually enjoy your time while we're doing it rather than you know i, I want to ask all these boring questions on how you started the whole thing but anyway let's get into it how did you get into paddle <laughs> well first time that i tried paddle was um probably if i'm now 27 around 15 years ago something like that that in my school they 
uh, we went to a paddle club just to try the sport here in my in my town in Villaviciosa Adonis nearby Madrid and that was the first moment I remember that I, I told my parents uh, can I quit football to start playing paddle like taking lessons and so on so they called the club and asked for prices and so on but I don't know why uh, I still playing paddle at that time until when I was 14, 15 years old that I returned to play paddle with some friends. And since then, I simply fall in love with the sport. Simply as that. I mean, it's 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 something else. I always say that as well. I'm I'm a tennis player. So that's that's my background. I've been playing tennis since I was four years old. Um, I had quite a few good results. Nothing as major as, uh, you know, I don't know if you're following tennis, but uh, two of the Hungarian guys now won in Shanghai and the Masters uh, 1000. I know both of them um, personally, and and both of them are are really great people. And and you know, it's um, I know that you do know the the pedal players, but we'll get into that one because they are a lot more approachable than the tennis players. But I think in general as well, pedal is a lot more approachable sport still than tennis. And I really do hope that it's not going to change um, because there's there's a couple of guys and and when i say that maybe coelho tapia uh, lebron and galan are not as approachable am i right on thinking that i don't think so especially for coelho and tapia i can say somehow that i'm a i'm a good friend of them probably friend is a word that is too much but for example, in in last Premier Padel Paris, I could spend a lot of time uh, with Coelho and Tapia, with them training outside the stadium and and so on. Uh, I don't have that same relation uh, with uh, Alana Lebron. That, in my opinion, personal opinion, I think that uh, they feel themselves more as a football players than Padel players, and sometimes they have lost their mind somehow uh, feeling football players but anyways if you have like a close chat with them especially with Lebron Lebron is super transparent the same Lebron you see on court is the same outside uh, the good and the bad things and he's a really nice guy with Galan I don't have uh, too much relation I haven't talked uh, too much uh, with him but regarding your question Koya and Tapia are really humble guys uh, really close if you go and try to take a selfie with them or something like that they are gonna be more than uh, welcome to do it no it's it's good to hear because um what well, um I, I will have a snippet of our chat as well and i'm, I'm actually thinking that that i might uh, put this one on on youtube because uh, there's such a lovely background you've got um with coelho dineno senyo uh, and I think you've got Garrido and Bella. Okay, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Bella is 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 the old white, so that's that's quite cool to see. So, um, okay, I am intrigued to ask you about El Cuatro set because we we talked about it off air that it's not L four set as I how I would say it in the UK, but it's El Cuatro set. So, how did you start that? Why why did you start it? Um, how does that work? Um, and just just tell me on on is that like a full time sort of commitment what you're doing or or how does that work now? Well, too much to talk about this. Uh, 
how I started it, uh, it was in 2019. I was doing a double bachelor in business administration and marketing. And I was in my last uh, year, so my fifth uh, year. Uh, I needed to do some internship in some companies, uh, banks or whatever. But my desire at that time was to enter the industry, uh, the sports industry. And if I had the opportunity, I, will, I was uh, looking to enter the paddle industry. The problem, and especially at that time, was that paddle super, like it was a super small sport. Now it's still, but imagine uh, four years ago. So God didn't bring me some superpowers. I'm not a super good player. I didn't know anyone in the industry at the back at that uh, at that day. So the only way that I found to create uh, to create value to myself and someday someone can call me and offer me a job uh, position was uh, recording me at my room talking about Lebron and Paquito as a new couple and and that's it so since that video that video got uh, 20k views in one week or something like that and I was impressed so I thought why I don't continue doing this and finally my goal was achieved uh, I, uh, I, I got some internship in a, in a pilot rocket company uh, three, four months uh, later. So that, that dream was, was fulfilled. And then, well, I did a master's degree. I entered a football club. I started to work in, in football at the same time that I was doing uh, the content creation for Paddle. But finally, I decided to just focus in, in content creation in Paddle. That it's mm, my passion, I would say, because I... Sorry, but I fucking love paddle. I'm a freak of paddle. Um, do something with paddle is always that I want to do. So I'm living the dream. Uh, and yes, nowadays I'm a fully content creator of paddle. Uh, two friends are working with me since the last week. I mean, uh, one of them was working with me from the last year, but the third one started last week. So now I have some feelings of responsibility and commitment to have work enough for three people. Uh, so ideas needs to come up from my mind to, to be responsible and, and have work for, for all of us. No. And, and I mean, you know, when, when I, when I look at your content, obviously it's, it's not just, you know, this sort of uh, normal, I don't know, like, I, I can just relate to tennis and, and obviously tennis TV has, has good interviews and everything, but you, you do a bit more. So you tweak it. You obviously make it like really approachable for the younger generation as well. So I think that's great. And look, I'm, I'm turning 40 in two years. So for me as well, and it's still enjoyable. I really, I really like your content. And, and before we, we actually hopped on this podcast, I, I also said to you that, look, I mean, I would be really happy if you accept my invite, but, if not, then you know what, just just carry on because because it's just really great to see. And there's there's quite a few genuine people in this industry. And 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 I definitely think that what you're doing and, and how you're doing it is is just um, you know, it's it's just noteworthy and 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 it's it's something which people should be taking um into like, you know, they, they should be looking at you and and saying, Okay, okay, this could be done this way. That's great. And and okay what is the sport in the first place anyway and i think 
um, now that it's it's gaining a lot more ground and now that, you know, these guys and we talked about and I think in a way LeBron and Galan are a bit special because they have Red Bull behind them. <laughs> and obviously Red Bull is such a massive company that, you know, you you sort of believe that, OK, I've made it. And with Coelho and Tapia and, and I didn't want to bring them up because I, I've heard um, I just heard rumors that might they 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 might not be as approachable or they are like this new generation. But I'm really happy that you you actually said they aren't, because how I see um, now Paddle and 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 I had an episode on on uh, talking about Coelho because I think he's a cheat code. So I you know he's he's just ridiculously talented. But when you look at like Tapia as well, the same, but just, you know, he's, he's more like a prototypical, prototypical uh, paddle player. So he's, I don't know, he's like around 180 centimeters tall, you know, or 175 or something. So he's like, you know, this, this really agile, really, really quick guy who can like jump up to the sky and everything. But, but Coelho is different. Coelho is like Holland, isn't he? So, so long story short, um, it's great that you, I mean, I'm 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 really intrigued to know which paddle racket company you worked for, and I'm also quite intrigued to know which uh, football club did you work for. Well, the paddle racket brand that I used to work for, uh, with uh, is called Hook. Uh, probably you don't know it. It's I do know small. it. I do uh, know it. <laughs> um, I don't know if uh, the people who are uh, hearing us uh, is the brand that is sponsoring Mariano Amat, the ex. A coach for LeBron and Galan since two weeks ago or something like that. Um, but on the professional tour, they don't have any more player, coach, something like that. So it's, it's quite small here in Spain. Uh, I used to work in marketing and product development, but I mean, it was for just one year or something like that. Uh, quite interesting part of my life, the, the beginning of my paddle side. But then I jumped on, on Real Madrid, uh, the football club. Uh, I did my internship there. I used to work for, for three months, something like that. It was pretty nice, pretty amazing to be in Valdebebas, in Ciudad Deportiva, like the offices where the, the players training and so on. So I was working in partnerships. Um, and I, it's, it's funny because I was in the fourth floor of the offices and the building just has uh, five in total so the floor above me it was the presidential offices and so on so florentino perez uh, not every day but some days uh, was there working with uh, jose angel sanchez the ceo of real madrid and so so it was nice but uh, every monday or every th thursday after la liga match or champions league match i was the only one in the at the office that was not hyped about the the match that just happened and I was more hyped about the World Pile Tour Amsterdam or whatever. So I wanted to talk more about Padela and Lebron or Paquito or whatever than Vinicius, Benzema or or any other football player. So, yeah. I absolutely love it. I think you were you were literally living the dream of of ninety nine percent of of uh, sports loving people, and you you still felt like yeah, you know what? I think I'll just start my own thing. I absolutely love it. It's just uh, great. Let me say, Dennis, that Real Madrid in the sports industry for me is like Apple. It's yeah. like the the super top brand, but at the end, it's a company. I mean, uh, I I was doing a thing. And I had, uh, I don't know how many people above me 
uh, and then those people have another i don't know how many people above them so at the end is it's super nice to work in a sports company such as real madrid but it still is a company still you have so many things to do but in a really tiny desk or whatever you want to call it and that's not my type of work that i want to do i i don't like to have bosses i don't i don't want to answer anyone like i don't want to be guided uh, by a guy uh so that was not my that was not my job no i think i think look if I've got um so I I was doing a tennis podcast before I started the pedal podcast and um I don't know if you've heard about the tennis nerd um he's he's doing a lot of a uh, lot of racket testing and everything in tennis and I was doing it with Giannis he's the, he's the tennis nerd and um and he was really successful in marketing and you know he had a lot of lot of great like past positions and then he just decided okay I, I will move to Malta he was living in Malta for quite a bit I think he was working like corporate sort of life as well and I just bring him up because um he just decided okay now the channel can actually sort of function as as by itself so I'll just I'll just try to concentrate on the channel I've got some savings you know I can I can definitely do that and now he's creating um three four youtube videos a week and you know he has an own website obviously he has a he has a quite good following it's not as good as yours by the way so so he's uh and and it's interesting because i think you're so niche within yeah. the pedal industry as well is that there are there are guys who who do good job and you know there's uh there's son gill uh that that belgian guy who also does a yeah. a, a lot of lot of interesting content although um he's uh, i would call him quite quite a funny guy in terms of like how he plays because he looks like a rubber man like you know it it's not composed at all it's not something which you want to which you want to learn when you start to play paddle it's a lot more like the farku harsons and and the pedal school which is i think brilliant brilliant content and now um i don't know if you've seen but they they signed the contract um, the sponsorship contract with bull pedal so <laughs> all of a sudden they just have the everything bull pedal the paddle school yeah yeah ah, i didn't know it oh. yeah 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 so so um um back to back to the aquatrasat um so you started that four years ago you said four years almost five because i started in february 2019 okay Okay. Four years and a half. And Honestly. and when did you when did you feel that um so obviously your video what you what you you've been talking about which which just brought out 20k um you know clicks and followings and and downloads. And when 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 was like this big jump? When when did you feel that okay, now I can actually just solely focus on this one, leave my job, do this or you just sort of felt like I'm still young? um when you're young you don't need as much money so <laughs> you're just like okay i'll just i'll just try my luck and we'll see where it leads yeah it was the second the second option that you just mentioned i mean i'm here in spain in madrid so um, here our culture our um political situation you know this is not the same than other european countries especially if you go to the north uh, sweden or the uk or whatever but I mean, I'm still living with my parents. Back at the back at that time, uh, I was living with my parents. So I mean, I don't need money. 
Uh, so I could choose just to work for myself and try to find any kind of niche and and let's see what happens. So when my internship contract with Real Madrid finished, that was the moment that during two weeks, during two weeks, I tried to find a job, a standard job, a regular job. I, I tried to contact some uh, professors from my master's degree, but no one contacted me back. So I I thought. Well, the only thing that I have is uh, El Cuarto Set. What I don't focus just on, on that and let's see what can I achieve with it. Um, two weeks later that I, that I took that decision, I did my first paddle trip thanks to the content creation site. Uh, so I went to Sweden with Javi Garrido, Juan Imieles, Juanma Rodriguez, the coach, and Gonzalo Rubio to Stockholm, to a club there that is Ultimate Paddle, in my opinion, the best paddle club in the world. Uh, and for me, that trip uh, makes like a, a step, an important step, in, in not in my career or whatever you want to call it, but in my mind. Like, all right, this is going to this is gonna be unstoppable. I'm talking about the sport, and I want to be part of it. However, I can do it. So since then, that was October 2020, I just focused on, on content creation and tried to do it the best that I can. And it sort of just gradually grew. So that wasn't just like, a, I don't know, three videos when it happened. No. Uh, so it just... Gradually, yeah. Okay, that's good. Because that means as well that it wasn't, you're, you're not just like a, a one trick pony or you know no, it's no. not just it's just it's not no just way. like you know you know a few funny videos which people do do look no. at the, the, yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, not. I'm more a seasonal guy because every time that some couples break those videos from the new couples gets more views than other ones so if <laughs> i need to say that any specific dates are better for me are always that some couples break and new uh, couples are are formed. I think it's That's interesting nice. as well, uh, and 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 I and I mean in pedal, it's it's quite intriguing when you see the different partnerships. And 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 I remember, I mean, I, this is my first year when I'm really following the WPT and and the Premier Pedal. Um, and you have to tell me about the A1 on what is going on there because you know a lot more than 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 anyone about it and and yeah I, I just couldn't couldn't really get my head around it and I know it's some some sort of American sort of sponsored stuff yeah. but yeah we'll get back to that so mm -hmm. this was this was the first year I actually started to follow it um, last year I, I watched it because last year was obviously LeBron's and Galan's year and this year is more like Kawaii and Tapia and. And when uh, LeBron was injured and they finally figured out what was going on and John Sons, the DJ, just came into this, this amazing position that he could play with arguably uh, one of the biggest uh, talents of, of his generation in Galan. And since then, John Sons is now undisputably a top 10 player. So... I think it's it's really interesting, and obviously, when you see Chingotto and Paquito and and how well they're playing together, and you know, I'm I'm not even talking about the super pibes because that's just ridiculous. That's those. I mean, I, I want to ask you the question: who your favorite player is? And I'm gonna twist your arm with that because you you won't answer. But anyway, I will ask that question. But my favorite is Tupa. 
I have to say that guy and the energy what he brings on 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 the court is unreal. So who's your favorite player? Sanjo Gutierrez. Okay. Simple. Yeah, I mean, he's my favorite player for a long, long time. I mean, uh, when every time you go, I don't know, Dennis, if you have been in a like watching paddle in in real life, let's say on on the stadium. Not yet. So, no, no, we not, will not we will yet. go together. So wh whenever you're going next, uh, you're gonna have me a VIP ticket, and we are going together. <laughs> For sure. Well, I don't know VIP tickets or standard tickets, but we can go. But if you see Sanjo playing, if you watch him playing, in my opinion, it's like Roger Federer. And when you know that Sanjo didn't have a coach for all his uh, life, I mean, from when he was um, uh, living in, in Argentina, he didn't have any kind of coach. He was uh, training with his brother and imagine like, all right, I, I'm going to imagine that I have Bella on the other side of the court. How can I play against him? So that brings you like, how good is he? And his technique, in my opinion, is like Roger Federer. He's so, so smooth, so clean, so impressive, in my opinion. He's my favorite player. Yeah. And what did you say when he said that he's going to be playing with his brother? With his nephew. Uh, Sorry, I, I thought he was his brother. Okay, so nephew. Uh, yeah, right. Nephew, yeah. Uh, well, I think it's a good idea. I mean, because we are in October. The decision was uh, took in, in September. But anyways, there are just eight, seven, nine tournaments left. So he can't, he cannot probably break any other top couple. So why not to try to get back his confidence and get some good feelings playing with, with his nephew that he has made that promise to him long time ago. So why not now that he, he has not so much to lose in this part of the season? So, I mean, in my opinion, it's a good idea. Probably it's going to be super hard for, for them to win a tournament. But we will see. I, I mean, in the first tournament together in Madrid, they, they reached the semifinals. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. yeah. And, and um, two things which just, which just popped in my head. A, it's on. So at the moment, you cannot beat those three pairs. So someone from the three big ones will win it. So, and, and I'm talking about Koei Tapia, obviously, as the world number ones. I'm talking about LeBron and Galan, who has been gaining a lot of momentum and a lot of form. And obviously the Super Pibes, who are just ridiculous as well. So I don't, the only pairing who I can see, but, you know, do prove me wrong, who can, with luck, get in there and with some some magic is Paquito and Chingoto. But Chingoto is now playing with uh, Yanguas, which you also have to explain. So what's happening there? <laughs> well, because this week is the FIP Platinum uh, Sardegna, whatever. I mean, there is a, a FIP, the International Party Federation tournament in, in Sardegna that many of the top players have decided not to go. And others have decided to go because... Uh, next year, the official ranking will be the FIP ranking. So you can get points on this tournament from on, on this weekend, and those points can be can be really um, valuable for the next season ranking. And that's the main reason behind why Yangua and Chingoto has decided to play together because Paquito and Bella 
uh, wanted to uh, to rest or they have some i don't know actually i don't know if they have some commercial agreements that they need to go somewhere else but anyways i mean the points that they can win in this tournament are not so much i don't know how many uh, actually but less than uh, 500 but there are some points so look, look the weather the weather is great in sardinia so you know why don't you just go there enjoy your life in an outdoor pedal arena and and just play so uh young west is on the right and chingotto is on the left did i see that correctly yeah chingotto is on the left correct. chingotto is on the left what? and it's not <laughs> the first time that he has done that because i don't know if you remember last master final in barcelona on the world by tour uh, barcelona because uh, to the master final only qualifies 16 players individually so mm, most of the years uh, or all years uh, not the eight top couples qualified for the master final so there are always two or four but especially two players that need to play together because they don't have their standard partner the regular partner to qualify to the master final so last season in last season in the master final chingoto and and dineno were qualified without their partners that there were coquinieto for dineno and garrido for chingoto so chingoto decided to play with martin dineno on the left side of the court what they did they reached the the final and lose it against Lebron and Galán. But Chingoto and Dineno won Paquito and Tello, that they were the former partners, both from Chingoto and, and Dineno. Yeah, I mean, um, I think, and and it sort of surprised me as well that Bella is playing on the left with Young Glass, because for some, for, for me, and, and I'm still new to the sport, and... And for me, somehow Younger seems like he can definitely smack the ball harder and, and he can see the angles on the left as well. But I guess it's more about the dig and, and how you use the walls around you and, and that sort of thing. And, and Chingoto is a magician. So, yeah. so I think that's why even if he's not that, mm, not that powerful, let's put it that way, he'll still be really, really weird to play against. So yeah, no, it makes sense. It makes sense. What what doesn't really make sense is that why does Paddle have a tournament, a major tournament, almost every week? Well, that's because World Padel Tour and Premier Paddle from the last two seasons have shared the calendar. Uh, but fortunately for us, and especially for the players, starting from the next season, there are only going to be Premier Paddle and the, the tour that you mentioned before, that is A1. Uh, but I mean... In my opinion, uh, with respect, first division in paddle is going to be Premier Paddle and second division, in my opinion, it's going to be A1. So what, what is A1? Tell me a bit more about it. All right. I don't know if you know who is Fabrice Pastor. Fabrice Pastor is a businessman uh, from Monaco, from that little country in, in Europe that obviously if you have born uh, there, you have money. And especially if your last name is Pastor, uh, the family of Fabrice has, I don't know how many thousands uh, flats on Monaco that they rent. So, I mean, imagine how much money has that guy have. Uh, but he's, he's a businessman besides Padel. He had fallen in love with Padel a long time ago. 
And actually, he tried to create his own tour back in 2018. And some pre some players decided to to bet on him and play for him. Uh, Paquito, LeBron, uh, many, many other players. But finally, he didn't get as much players at, as he needed to create that tour. So uh, World Pile Tour uh, finally uh, won that battle. And Fabrice Pastor just simply go away from, from for that battle. But uh, in 2020, he created the A1 focus uh, with the focus on, on the Argentinian and the Latin American market. So for that reason, you can see more Argentinians, Paraguayans, or whoever from Latin America players are on that tournament. And I don't know if it was in February, March, something like that, uh, one of the owners, one of the shareholders from New York Yankees entered uh, the as a shareholder of the A1. I don't know if, with how many shares, with how many percentage, uh, but still he's a shareholder. And uh, this week, actually, uh, the A1 is going to have a tournament in Central Park. So let's see. Yeah, no, it's it's good. And again, it's raising awareness. And that's what we want for now, because uh, obviously you do see the bigger picture in Spain as well. But in Spain, it's massive. Paddle is one of the main things. It's the second most important and most popular sport after football. And we're talking about the the nation which has Carlos Alcaraz and, and Rafa Nadal. It's it's just it's just a, a strange thing to see, and I think it's down to the weather as well. And I wanted to ask: Is there any indoor courts in Madrid and around Madrid? Oh, plenty of them. I mean, okay. they are they are far way more popular than outdoor uh, courts. I okay. mean, because Madrid, uh, I don't know if you have been here, but we have a city of extreme weather, like in summer. We have 42 degrees, 40, 38. I mean, you cannot be outside during almost the whole day. And in winter here, we have five degrees maximum in January. So it's not the best city in terms of weather compared to Malaga, Alicante, or the Canary Island, for example. Yeah, no, it, it makes sense. It makes sense because uh, I just didn't know that, to be fair, that um, I, I've... Like Spain is one of my favorite countries in the world, I have to say, and and I've been to uh, the Costa del Sol uh, numerous times, um, and and it was great to see that. And look, there in the Costa del Sol, you're not gonna get indoor courts, nah, not tennis nor paddle. Nah. And yeah. here, I have to say, I prefer in the UK as well. Even in the dry weather, I prefer indoor paddle. Uh, which one do you prefer? Outdoor. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay. Actually, I have a match this evening, and I always try to convince my friends to play outdoors because I'm the only one who prefers play outdoors, but I fucking love to play under the sun with wind. Uh, for example, one of my favorite shots is the lob, like as much high as I can, and in, in every match, I can do some por cuatros, like... The ball with my with my lob do some por cuatro like the ball bounce and get off of the court from the back uh, side of the from the back glass. So I I still love to play outdoors. I mean, 
for me, I've never seen it. that. I've never seen that. I have. To, do you have a Do you have a content on on Air Quadricet which yeah. actually shows that? Because I want to see it. Like, do you, <laughs> you know what? Please, please record it and send it to me because <laughs> I want to see me. that happening. You need to believe me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I I do believe. You know, it's just it's just. I mean, I haven't seen that, and it's just so fun. Uh, it's it's. Uh, yeah, I mean. The lobs are are one of my favorite shots as well because uh, I'm you know I'm as as I'm coming from tennis for me the the top spin smash is is still one of my favorite and biggest shots but now I'm I'm you know I'm learning the bandeja obviously I'm learning yeah. the vibra and 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 I'm trying and I'm trying these these little things. What's your racket? Uh, I don't have. I mean, fortunately for me, I have uh, many different rackets. So I can tell you that my last match I played with the Barleon of Yanguas. But for example, today I want to play with uh, probably the Wilson Cupra edition that I really like the design and, and how it works. Are you sponsored by some brands? I still sponsor, I'm still sponsored by Wilson until the end of the season. So let's see if then I'm going to renew or not. If they are happy or not with with our work <laughs> oh i mean you know they would they would be um yeah interesting not to but i'm I'm pretty sure that you will get a phone call from bull pedal because what they're doing with uh with trying to to get everyone under the the same brand is well, just crazy where are they based they, I, I i gotta say that with bull paddle i have never talked in my life and with uh same really? those are the two brands that I never talk with them. And you know why it's quite... funny? Because in, in the UK, Babola is is really, really making waves. Like they they sponsor a lot of guys and a lot of centers and and they they try to be everywhere. So it's it's quite interesting that in but look, I mean you're Spanish. Uh I mean Bullpedal is Spanish, but if I'm not mistaken, but Babola isn't, Babola is French. So I can see why that is happening. But for example, yeah, I, I've got a, a Varley and Avant in in my bag, but I do actually play with the El Lobo. So I, I do play with with um with his racket with the with the Babolet. Um but it depends. Is your on... elbow okay, Dennis? Yeah, hundred percent. But I'm a tennis player. That's why it was funny, because um you know, I I grew up playing Babolet tennis racket, so I had the pure drive, so you know the Moya than the Roddick one and Roddick tennis racket. So the pure drive Roddick was literally the most, the stiffest racket on the market. It had a flex index of like 74 when all the other rackets were like mid 60s tops. So yeah, and, and I'm still here. I'm still playing paddle daily almost when I can. Are you playing daily? No, 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 no ways. I play twice a week in the very case. And, and what's your level? So how, how would you rate yourself obviously not with with the pros but like if you if you would start playing fips in i don't know um the uk yeah. how would you do uh, honestly i don't know the level in the uk but no way i mean i'm just an amateur player in playtomic i don't know if you know the app uh, i have five uh, out seven but still i mean that doesn't mean anything because I have seen people with 5.5 or even 6 that I don't know how the hell they got that level because they don't move. Uh, they are, with all the respect, but people of uh, 65 years old, 
uh, fat and I don't know because uh, it's supposed that pro players have seven in Platonic. You you cannot have six if you don't move men. So Platonic level is just a sign of something, but it's not the the final two. I think it. it... I really appreciate that that is the system. And, and you know, we've got the, obviously, the world tennis rankings, which we use as well in tennis. And and um, although when I say world tennis, it's quite funny because I'm, I'm from Hungary. I'm from Budapest originally. And um, and I I have been playing fairly high level, but it doesn't matter because in, in the UK, I have to start from, the bo- uh, from literally the bottom. I think the, the lowest scoring is like 40.4. And I started from 40.4. So now I'm something like 20, early 20s or something, but it doesn't matter because I I don't really take as much um, tennis um, tennis time on court than I should be, and and I'm and I'm playing a lot more pedal, and I'm torn because of that. I have to say, but I just absolutely love this game. I do hope that we're we're gonna have a, a match as well because I I do want to see. Uh, how it is, and I and I want to learn uh, in Spain as well. I I think I I might I might just um, sign up for a few of these camps because I think they're they're quite good. Um, yeah, but Dennis, can I yes. ask you how do you see paddle in the UK? Do you think it's gonna be something important or not? Because I mean, yeah, paddle in Europe has growth a lot in Sweden, Italy, Portugal. All right, but I don't know why have not that success yet in the UK, taking into account that so many British travel to Spain every year and they had the opportunity to to try paddle here and then come up with the brilliant idea to open a paddle club there and, and make business. So A, it is starting. So the last two years have been really successful in British paddle in terms of like opening clubs and, and starting to, to see what it is. It's the lease, which is really hard to get. It's it's really expensive to run anything in the UK. I think that's the main issue. But what I can say is, uh, so I live in Bristol and, and Bristol is the hub of battle. We've got uh, 33 pedal courts now in Bristol and Bristol is like, you know, a mid-sized city. So it's like around 500,000 um, population. So it's quite good. Now I can see that now this will be the first full winter when, um, so we've got Weir Pedal, we've, we've got Rocket Pedal, and we've got um, Surge and uh, Pedal for All. So these are the, the four um, indoor facilities. Now David Lloyd's uh, clubs are also, will be opening, but they will be outdoors. So they're not going to be anywhere close to rocket or we are paddle or surge or paddle for all paddle for all is the only one out of these four where where they have a canopy over but you know it's not like a full fully indoor facility yeah so just to answer your question it is starting off there's a lot of rules and regulations which i think make it a lot harder than let's say in france or or in italy and also it's it's as I say, and that's why I asked the indoor facilities in Madrid and around Madrid, because I think it is supposed to be an outdoor sport, but it works a little bit better indoors. And mm-hmm. and I think um, that's why it, it's it's just a lot harder because of money, because of people are, are trying it now and they're just trying to get a feel for it. And, and look, I think it's brilliant because 
table tennis players can play um badminton players can play tennis yeah. players can play squash players can play racquetball players can play and they will find this common denominator where they can come together have fun and play competitive as well and i think it is it will make waves is just is it it just needs time and and look when when i started the podcast i was like what am i doing like <laughs> you know it's a lot of hassle um you know i i i do everything obviously by myself and 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 you know i i don't have that much audience that i i would like in many ways but in the meantime i just like i absolutely love these chats what we are having now as well because it's it's it really excites me to to know okay so how did this guy get into pedal how did that guy get into pedal and it's great to see that it is growing it's great to see that the uk is um is really receptive for it so I think within a few years, and I think the last nail in the coffin, but I'm I'm not really talking about a bad bad um word. It's it's more about the, the wording is bad, is it will be the Olympics. So hopefully 2032, it will be, as I say, the last nail in this beautiful coffin, to put it this way now. Yeah. So I think that that will make a world of difference. And if we would have a player who might not be playing at the moment in FIP tournaments, because we've got a few like the in the UK, because the Hungarians are behind the UK as well. But if we would have a few players who would get into the top 50, God forbid, top 20, then the whole oh. thing would be, yeah, I know, I know. Not, <laughs> not, not in the near future, if you know, but, but I think... Look, it's doable. You know, we're talking about the same, like in a way, at the moment, we don't know the angles. We don't know like how to use the walls. We don't know these things, but they're learning. They're constantly learning. And if if there will be some good Spanish, Argentinian coaches coming here and teaching the basics to juniors who just like literally converted from tennis. And I think tennis is a really strong background. Like look at Jose Maria. She's, yep. She was a tennis player. And you can see that as well. Like, you know, sorry? And Jim Matriai as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's that that is that is something which which we can look at as an example and say, okay, they literally picked up the sport five years ago and now they're top of the game. How did they do that? What are they doing differently? And I think paddle really needs to be careful and not go down the same route as like tennis. So it needs to stay this approachable something, which is great that that's um, that at the moment. And that's that's why I asked that question, because uh, I know that like you, you, you know what? Before I finish this thought. I thought when you said that, you know, the breakups and the new pairings, you're like the Fabrizio Romano of paddle. <laughs> uh, I mean, not always, but. I always think that I'm not going to be the number, I mean, the first to announce anything because I will respect the timings of the players to announce okay. their decisions. But since any newspaper account or whatever announce it, Straight that's away. door open for anyone else. Do they actually reach out to you and say, look, Pablo, this is happening? 
or or you just see that somewhere and then you just communicate it or it's both both i mean depends depends a lot of the situation some players have talked to me, to me like Pablo, this is gonna happen. This is gonna happen in the next days or whatever. Uh, can we do an interview? Or are you gonna do something or whatever? And sometimes, uh, other other times, uh, I just got the rumor or whatever from other sources, and then I talk with the player. Uh, are you gonna break with this or what are you gonna do? And yeah or no? I mean, it depends a lot of of the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about your your uh, commentating career because I've just uh, you 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 just uh, uh the last two times when we couldn't record you had to and that's a great thing yeah. as well and I hope uh, we haven't talked about it but I hope you got paid as well. Um <laughs> that you were commentating on the WPT as a pundit? Uh-huh. So uh, how 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 is that? Like did they reach out say that look we love your channel uh would you come here to be um uh, the professional who commentates? Well, actually, it was thanks that I um, I went to Copenhagen to the World Bank Tour Denmark. Then uh, there I talked with Nacho Palencia. Nacho Palencia is the communication manager of the World Bank Tour. I knew him before, but I think that since that chat that I had with him, that nothing related to comment on World Bank Tour, but next week uh, he uh, text me on WhatsApp and hey Pablo, do you want to comment this week on, on Marbella? I thought, hey, why not? I mean, I want to try it. Uh, I always try to say yes, at least to try the experience and then just got some insight from that and learn and and try to be the best version of myself. But uh, I like the, the experience. They like how I did it. Obviously, I'm not a coach. I'm not a professional player. I'm, I do it in my way somehow like trying to give some insight from the players some curious data some whatever or the way that i see paddle they like it uh the feedback that i received from them and from the audience is not super bad so i still want to to do it both in spanish and english but as you can see i'm not bilingual i'm not super fluent in english but anyways i think i can speak somehow some English and try to defend myself on on this British language. Come on, your English is perfect. Don't don't even yeah. go there. I know that you have an accent, but you know it, it the, the accent it makes it even even more genuine. Yeah, yeah. You know that's that's just great. So don't worry about it. Look, um, I'm conscious of time, and we we sort of spoke about an hour, um, and I really want to have you back on the show with a bit more sort of detailed stuff but there's there's a few more questions which i want to ask who's the funniest on tour i will say Yanguas or paquito yeah i i thought you will be saying paquito because he looks like a like a, a people's person but Yanguas is he that funny boy so much <laughs> i mean I, uh, last January, he invited me and my workmate to his house uh, in Motril, close to Granada, where he was born. And I mean, we shared with him uh, a full weekend. I mean, you don't have the idea how funny is Yang was when you are close with him. I mean, every time that we see each other, I start crying in five minutes. I mean, it's, it's crazy. He's so is, funny. 
Is is their racket a bit different than what you can buy in the store? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From I would say ninety percent of the players, the rackets that they use is different. Okay, in what way? Oof, different ways. For example, one player that you just mentioned before, take a look on his grip, on his handle, the size of the grip. In my opinion, I I haven't seized but in my opinion is longer than the one that you can buy in store and you can see it super easy in a picture that if he grabs the racket his hand is like it's just a small piece of the grip i mean super easy to find it uh, the majority of the players change the the rubber the core the foam uh, they they put it a harder uh, foam compared to the ones that is sold at the stores so can I just assume that the guy who you mentioned might have some elbow problems for the same reason as I do? Uh, no, 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 no. It's not that one. <laughs> no, not that it's one. Okay. I just thought that. It... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so far you have, oh, yes, that was, that was the last question. And let's, let's, let's put it, mm -hmm. let, let's make this the last question. Cause I, I think it's a really good thing to know what El Quattro said is what do you want to do with it in in the next few years and what do you see as like a long-term plan because obviously now you hired or sort of you work with your your two mates which is great but what what sort of plans do you have with it uh, i don't have the answer the only thing that comes to my mind is focus more on the english channel because uh, i opened the english youtube channel last april uh, in 2022 so it's been one year and a half something like that and i don't feel that i have put the effort that requires or something like that because i mean uh, i've been in kuwait for example and people knew me thanks to that channel and i can feel how frustrating could be for non-Spanish speakers to understand how the tour is working, uh, who is Paquito Navarro, uh, the story behind the players or whatever, because most of the players don't speak English. So if you don't speak Spanish, you don't get anything. Uh, so I'm trying to help those non-Spanish speakers to get more from the tour and to I don't know, some, some info that I can bring them, whatever. So my goal is to focus more on the on the English channel, try to help uh, the internationalization of Padel. I don't know. That's my, my dream. Good. Well, I, Good. I always say, Dennis, that my dream would be to become the president of the FIP, of the International Padel Federation. There but that is a super political job position. Uh, so it's going to be impossible. But anyways, I want to be a part of something that helps the internationalization of Padre. I had uh, Bebe Aguste on on um, yeah, one, of, one of the episodes, and and he obviously has been really high up with uh, WPT and and what what they and I think during his tenure as well, um, the World Paddle Tour really kicked up a notch as well. So I think I think it was a really good job what he did, and and uh, and look, what I can say is that I think if for for the last 
few years when I when I see the the work what you did if you set your mind to something you will reach it so hopefully I will um so I I have been talking for the last hour for the future fit president so <laughs> So uh, good luck with that. (laughs) Pablo, it has been an absolute pleasure. Um, I really want to have you back on on the show as well. As I said um, offline, you do have an open invitation to Bristol. You don't even have to worry about where you sleep because I'm going to, my wife is a great cook and she actually makes (laughs) a really, really good Spanish cuisine as well. So, you know, if you, if, but if you want to have something else, that's also doable. So uh, I need some langos, langos. Oh, there you go. Okay, now we're talking. <laughs> I gotta say, Denis, and this is completely true, that Budapest is my favorite European city at all. I've been there five times. So, yeah, yeah, I know, because you have the parliament there, the Buda Castle. The, yeah, the I know the, the name of the bridge. I know in Spanish, Puente de las Cadenas. I don't know, just the one that is chain, covering the by chain the bridge. I think that's, the, chain, uh, the, that's the one which you're talking about. And yeah. the first one is the Margarita Island, no? Bridge, that's no? that's the Margaret Bridge, yeah, which which has that one. And this one is the Elizabeth, and Liberty. this one oh. is the Liberty. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Good knowledge, Pablo. I mean, I really, really appreciate. I it. love your city. I love yeah. your city. Good. So let's do that. I'll go to you and see you in Madrid, uh, and uh, and you come to me um, in Budapest and Bristol as well, and we'll play pedal everywhere. Let's do that. Can we that? Can we that? Thank you so much, right. Denise. Um, in my opinion, there are so many things that we have left to talk about. So we can we can talk in two weeks or whatever, like for, for all those things. I'm, I'm happy it to be pleasure. Brilliant. Thank, Thank you so much, you. Denise. Muchas gracias.